You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have on Eos Koch, and she supports soulful creative entrepreneurs through hol- holistic branding, photography, web design, and coaching. And in her off time, she loves being with her husband, two daughters, and three dogs on the magical island of Ibiza in Spain. Welcome to the show. Hi, Danielle. I'm Happy so... to be here with you. I am as well. I When I first came across your work, especially on your website and your Instagram, it's so beautiful and so intentional. And I think what you're doing is really amazing work to be out there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love to begin the show kind of with the beginning of your journey and then end with the present and future. So um, can you tell me a little bit about how you grew up to kind of what led you wanting to go down this path? Yes. Um, I'm originally from Switzerland Mm -hmm. and I grew up in Switzerland near the border to Germany. And when I I, I, I was quite young mother, and I was 19 when I got my when I got first time mother with my older daughter. She's now 14. And after when she was three, I got to know my husband, and he's Italian. And we moved for five years to Italy. So that was the first move. So there are also a lot of languages that surround us because my my older daughter she speaks like seven languages. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Me too. And the younger daughter, she speaks three. So That's we, amazing. we moved back from Italy to Switzerland where I started my business when my younger, youngest daughter, yeah, I have two daughters, mm-hmm. and the youngest daughter went to kindergarten, started kindergarten. And that was my starting point for my business. That's now four and a half years ago. Five years nearly. So, I I think that's an amazing part that you went to too. Is first of all, learning seven languages that's a huge feat on its own. And then for your for your daughters to grow up and start down that path, I think it really there was I think a study a while ago that shows people who who learn multiple languages, your creativity is a lot more heightened, and you kind of you think a lot more differently in in a better way than a lot of people who kind of are just stuck to one language. Yeah, I think I think the key to learning the language was because we just needed them. Mm-hmm. So if you live in an environment where everybody speaks French, you just want to start interacting <laughs> with people and you want to to integrate. So you just start like like a little baby <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with the hands and, and and communicating in that way. Yes, I like that you mentioned that too, because I remember when I was uh, in Italy, I mean, you can have conversations just through hand gestures there. (laughs) (laughs) Italian are really easy to to pick up on on your body language. And uh, yes, 
Yes, I, that was actually my favorite country when I was uh, touring Europe. Italian, I mean, Italy in general is beautiful, but the Italians are so friendly and so sweet. They are really open, yes. They welcome you with open arms. And, and now we are in Spain, mm-hmm. and it's really similar here. Spanish people, they are like cousins, so Italian, Spain, they're like really similar That's to awesome. each other. That's really mm-hmm. great to have. And I think it'd be interesting to note, too, is... When you started your business, did you always want to focus on the soulful and holistic part, or did that kind of come in time? That came more in time. I, it was more like who I was, mm-hmm. who I was, in, and who I, what I was already living. I was already doing like meditation and living mindfully, um, rather a slow life, and and focusing on on simplicity and on like beautiful moments together more than on things. Mm-hmm. So it, it just through the branding and through in- Instagram helped me, me with my branding. Yes. It just came that I'm that kind of person and it makes it easier to understand the same kind of person. So it's just a reflection of who I am and that works good to work together with people that are the same. Yes, I think that's actually great too. I usually always end the podcast, but I want to talk about this since we're here now is that the branding, especially the colors and the way that you show yourself, I think should always be a reflection of you and show the inner parts of you because I know a lot of people who you might have worked with before who built their business around what they think their clients might want rather than who they actually are. And I feel like that can be actually kind of harmful because they're not really seeing the real you and you can't really attract the clients that you really should be working with and the ones that you love if you're showing something that you're actually not or like not fully that person. Yes, I, I do think that that's, that's true. And I think if you don't show yourself, you are never quite satisfied with the work you do because there is always something lacking and you, you can't bring your passion as much as you as, as you would like to and I started out first with web design actually like when I when my daughter my firstborn daughter was just one year old so that's like 13 years ago and I worked with people that were really uninspiring and I didn't have branding then I just took everyone that came along so it was a hairdresser and a taxi driver and yep. and it really wasn't inspiring for me so it was just another job and it was not a sole business yes I think that's really great to note too is that especially just starting out I know a lot of people including myself at some point you know you take anyone you can and you realize that when you do that you there's some point where you're just like man I don't feel happy at that part of it because you're not really working with the people you want to work with and that was something that actually takes, I think, a lot of courage is to say no to some, you know, to certain people or to certain clients where if you don't feel inspired or you don't feel the connection is there, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to um, go down the path that you think would be better for your for yourself, but also for your client, too. Yes, I think that's a really, really important part. And I think the most important part in this is that you don't have pressure. Mm-hmm. that you don't have the pressure to make money. So actually, I often think it is, it is really good that in the beginning, for me, I was 
luckily having my husband that was in corporate then since then he joined me in my business but in the beginning he was like the, the caretaker and I didn't have the pressure when I started my, my second time yes so I could explore that and could go and work only with people that inspire me so having a part-time job is, is sometimes really what helps you to brand you even more in the right direction Yes, I completely agree. I remember hearing someone, you know, a lot of people are conflicted whether to to dive straight deep into being an entrepreneur or going down this road. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that that puts, like you said, so much pressure on yourself to make a certain amount starting out or to find a certain amount of clients starting out when instead mm-hmm. it should be more about, you know, finding your footing, finding the foundation and then finding your clients as along with it. Because, I mean, as you can probably tell, and I've I've heard horror stories from other people who've taken clients who they weren't inspired by or they did it at a discounted price and it was never, you know, they never had a good experience with it. Yes, in in that way you just create another job for yourself Yes, and you don't create a a lifestyle. I I call it, it's my business is, is my lifestyle. I really, after having some days free, I really miss it. So I want to go back. I want to work more. That's the best, I think, kind of jobs too, though. Or not, it's not, like you said, it's not a job. It's more of like you embody it because as you do with uh, your business, is you put your heart and soul into it. So if you put your heart and soul into it, that means that your business is you and vice versa. And I think that's a beautiful thing to have because you also get to show parts of yourself that a lot of people might not have been able to see, you know, before, you know, showing that. Yes, yes. And there comes another really important part about the boundaries. I think that's really important to know how much you share Mm -hmm. and how much you feel comfortable and having that really clear for yourself. Yes, that's actually something that I've noticed recently too is I've been doing a lot more video and like this podcasting, that kind of stuff. And I'm pretty open about what I say, but there are certain parts, like for example, the relationship with my partner, I don't put him on camera or I don't, you know, I don't force him to do anything or really talk about it too much unless I feel like it is needed or it'll relate to something because him and what I have right now with him and um, is, you know, sacred to myself, but also if it's not needed, you know, if it's not really relating to anything, if you're just sharing to sharing, I think that's also kind of counterintuitive because the reason why I share, you know, like my mom passed away when I was nine. The reason why I share these things is because it relates to one, why I started this, but two, because people relate to it because they've probably gone through a similar thing where they lost someone or this kind of thing. And I'm comfortable with saying that, but if you're, if other people aren't, and if listeners, if you're hearing this and you're not comfortable with that yet, if it's too fresh or it's too uh, raw for you right now, it's okay not to share it. And I, I love that you mentioned that because there are boundaries still in business. You can have a lifestyle business or a lifestyle brand, but does that mean you have to share every waking moment of your life yes yes and uh, yes I, I see that I had there in the beginning I had some struggles because people came to me and said it your world like for example the world I create on Instagram seems so unreal and I was like yes I'm all about authenticity and then um I share just only beauty mm-hmm. and it came to me that one of my values is just beauty and as a designer especially for me it's just important and it's also something that it's really important for me in my own home so having a beautiful surrounding for me is actually what inspires me in my work too so it was kind of 
yes, I can be authentic and don't share my mess. And I have the mess we all have. (laughs) And I just want to, to feel that part. So I try to infuse that more, for example, in the words or in my newsletter and sharing like raw bits and pieces, not through images, Yes. But true storytelling. Yes, and I think storytelling is so powerful, as you've probably noticed too, from from branding or even through a picture or really anything. If you can tell a story or tell your own story, um, people really connect with it a lot more. That's why I created this podcast is because, you know, sharing your story or sharing anything about that is something that someone can relate to, at least one part of it, whether it's... Um, you know, a small part of yourself or your business or whatnot. And I think people don't realize that each person, no matter who you are, really, you guys have a voice, like you have something to share. It's just whatever you want to share in whatever way you want to. Like, for example, my car is a hot mess. It does not look pretty. Usually, I'm probably not gonna put that on Instagram, but I can own up to it. And I can, like you said, I can put it maybe uh, I can mention it on the podcast how I'm doing now, but I'm not going to do a, a car tour showing like all of the, the bad stuff in there. And I like that you mentioned that because Instagram, especially Instagram, is very uh, visually appealing. It's very pretty. It's very um, curated. And I don't think that you have to always, um, you know, I think that you can choose pictures because for my for my own feed, I try and choose pictures that are beautiful and speak to what I'm trying to say and that same thing in the captions, I'll write a story or I'll write those small parts Mm -hmm. or on the Instagram story. If I'm going through something that day that I think would be good to share, I'll share in the story part. But there are certain parts, like you said, where the platform that we're on for those, the, the Instagram, it wouldn't actually be helpful to put like a, to put a messy photo or put something like that. Yes, totally. Yes, I totally agree. And I think also about the story and the storytelling part, I think it's really interesting that you can create your story. Mm-hmm. So the things you do every day create then your brand. So yes. go out to nature and really show that you are the nature person or go in the city and show that you're the city person or what, whatever really speaks to your heart. Like create that in your real world. It's not just creating like a version of ourselves that's just for the brand, but something that we really, with little baby steps, grow into it and become that more and more. Yes, I love that too, because I think that's, I think that's completely right, is that it also helps kind of push you into the person that you want to be. Like you said, you know, you, you love nature. And um, for example, usually I love sunshine and I love being in California for that reason. And oddly enough I don't go outside that often and do pictures or videos outside with the sun even though I love it so much so it's it really helps you show up and see what are you saying but also what are you doing to show that too yes to to living that story Mm -hmm. to really living that life to to not just having it because I think that's really frustrating and that's what I have often with clients of mine that they have their brand and that's like the version they would love to be, yes. but it's not who they are in the real life. Yes. And actually that brings up a really great point is kind of with the clients that you've had or even yourself starting out, did you have any kind of like internal struggle, internal struggles or external struggles? Like, did you have any mindset problems like comparison syndrome or like feeling like you weren't 
uh, experienced enough in it because I know a lot of people starting out can feel that way and I think it's really great to kind of mention that for the listeners and also for ourselves to realize how far we came yes all the time (laughs) (laughs) right I think it's something never ends it's like um, an onion there is always one more and one more I think especially in in the beginning, it was a lot about making money and having a really not strong money mindset. Yes. And starting from there. And I don't believe in just pushing through. I believe in like up leveling one little step, one little step, one little step. So just start at a price point where you're comfortable. And here is again the pressure. If you don't have that pressure, you can just start where you're comfortable and then you create that confidence that you need. And you create also the clarity that you need. So if you work with someone, you know afterwards how much of a perfect or ideal client that person was or not. Yes, I think that's that's true. Is that um, you, especially starting out pricing wise? I think for service providers like you and I, because we we design things or we we create things out of kind of thin air in some way. Um, and it can be kind of hard for people who aren't in that same business, our clients uh, who are doing other things like you said, taxi driver, something that's not really in that realm to see how much of a value and how much time and energy it takes to do that. So I remember when I first started out, too, is I put myself at a lower price point thinking, oh, I'll gain more people. And I realize those people who you're getting for that lower price might not value you as much so you have to find that that like you said that that sweet spot that price point where you feel okay with charging for that because you're still you're still serving them but you also have to pay for the lights to stay on at the end of the day mm-hmm. yes there's so much more include included around it yes and I think that's I love that you mentioned that too just because um, anyone starting out I think pricing such a huge a question that every single person has at some point because we never want to charge too much or charge too little but also you know charge what you're worth and I think that part is really huge is charging what you're worth rather than what you think the client would be okay with because that really turns it on its head versus you just thinking my client you know wants it close to being free but it's not true it's because usually usually um if you actually have it as a lower price point they won't value you as much if rather than you pricing at a point that you actually enjoy and you know you take pride in yes i totally agree with this i i totally agree with this but what i think is really important is that you are confident in your own price mm-hmm. because if you're not confident enough and you just pick a high number but you have like in your mind in the back of your mind you have that little voice that says nobody will pay me that you can show up confident with your pricing you can show up confident you're too nervous when you speak with your clients or something like that so it's not all about just pushing through and judging your words I think but it's all about building your confidence and finding parts in which you can build that confidence and sometimes that's just smaller projects or if you just start out it's building a portfolio and and collecting work and and collecting skills yes I think that's really great to know too is that um you know people are so concerned with being success being successful starting out when 
you know, you're, you're just getting your feet wet. You can't really say if it's going to go one way or the other until you're actually in it, until you're actually designing how, uh, how you're doing it. And I like that you mentioned that too, about, um, when you're first starting out money mindset can really play a part into when you're talking to the client about price, because if you have that little, that little thought in your head that, oh, I don't, I'm not enough for this, or I don't deserve this price, you're not going to feel okay with that. And I think one of the really big parts for anyone starting out, or even anyone, if you're in this years later or not, is you have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and especially with money mindset and your inner thoughts, because you have, everyone's their worst inner critic, we all know that, but we never try and work at it, you know, especially, like you said, people try and push through it and pushing through it doesn't change the problem. So like you have to do the inner work, which is why I like that you mentioned the soulful part, because if you just continue to do business, but never work on yourself or never work on the things that might be like coming up from working, um, Mm -hmm. it can make it hard for you. Yes, yes. Often in, in that case, you create another job for yourself and it's not 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 that lifestyle. Yes. And I, I also believe firmly in, in that energy is just or money is just energy. Mm-hmm. And if you give out or do something or serve, that energy that you give out comes back. Yes. So the kind of money mindset you have. It's just how much of that do you allow to come back in the form of money? And how much do you allow come back in other forms of abundance? Maybe you have a beautiful home or you, be- you live in the most beautiful environment or some kind of other, like, other kind of energies that you're surrounded with. Yes, I think that's a beautiful way of putting it too is because if you you know, if you hoard your money or if you try and like hold on to it, you're never going to be able to be open to receiving anything because you're trying to hold on, like you're trying to control too much of it. And I noticed that too, even for myself and some other people I've noticed when I was starting out was I would, um, you know, for example, like, you know, there's a lot of cost that goes into the business, even for doing virtual, uh, there's membership sites, there's, there's bills, there's taxes, and you can start to think, oh, well, I shouldn't go out and do this because I have bills to pay or I have membership sites or you start to get into that that control of money mindset when in reality, you kind of have to slowly release that and just say, um, I know this is coming back to me. I don't have to worry about it. And whenever you kind of get closer to that point, you slowly start to see like people come naturally towards you or you start to get emails from people because people can really feel that they can feel when you're trying to when you're really high stress and you talk really fast and you just don't know what you're doing you just get you know that's fluster versus really sitting down and saying you know what I'm doing is great and I have to be okay with that and I have to be okay with charging and knowing that I am good money will come to me I'm good at what I do and then kind of just go from there yes yes there's so much trust trust in that and trust in in the presence mm-hmm. and especially with service-based businesses it's like people just want to be seen and healed too yes so giving that space to that and the trust to that so that I think that's really beautiful to really just be with that and and allowing yourself to use that money that you have and not getting into into the negative talks and even the self-talk that is like so negative and I think that's a practice mm-hmm. 
like with self-love I don't think that self-love is something that you figure out once and then you have it but it's something you need to practice again and again and again and again oh yes I think it's a daily you know daily thing for sure and it's same thing with if you're gonna go work out and then leave and not come back for another couple of weeks you don't expect your body or your muscles to still be there that's not how it's not how our body works that's not how our brain works everything is you're trying to slowly train yourself or retrain yourself whichever way that works and um i think it'd be really great for the for the listeners to know too is you know we've we've gone through so much of like the mindset part and there's so many different facets to that too but i wonder what would kind of be like the number one thing that you would tell yourself just starting out hmm the number one thing i would tell myself starting out i think it would be just trust and take it one little baby step at a time yes yes i think that's beautiful i think that people go so gun ho they go so they try and run towards it when in reality um this is why i created this podcast too is life is a journey like you know business is a journey you don't just create the book or write the book and get it published and then your life doesn't stop after that you just you continuously live your life after you write the book or you get the deal it doesn't end after that high peak and that's why I think it's great to talk about stuff like that and it's great to know that in business starting out is that there really I mean as you can probably agree too is there really is no end point unless you you know you want there to be one but usually there is never a true end point and you kind of have to get comfortable with that because in in school we're used to the end point being a test or the end point being uh, the last day of school. But in real life, you know, what we're trying to do, there really, there really is no end until the literal end of your life. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think there, there comes in the, it's like what you define successful. Yes. So for, for me, for example, it's really living that life where I have the time for my daughters. Yes. I think that's. So it's really about the journey, like you mentioned it. And that's, that's, I, I really agree with you on that. Exactly. And I love that you mentioned that too, is because, I mean, as you can probably say this too, a lot of people ask, what is your why for business? And I think one of the reasons for you is probably why you created your business is because you love it, but also so you can spend more time with the people you love, like your daughters, your husband. And I think that's a really great thing to note too, is that if you're doing that for, for them, that means you also have to make time for them. And I think you do a really great job of that. And people don't realize sometimes they say they're doing it for their kids or they say they're doing it for their significant other, but then they spend so much time with their business, they don't even see or really interact with their the people who they're doing it for. Yes, I, yes, it's all about balancing that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and the more you love what you do, the easier it becomes to balance. And I think it's also, for me, it also has become a really big inspiration for my daughters. Yes, and that's beautiful. You actually have that role modeling, which is so much, so important to me. And I think you're doing a really great job of it, too, because you're helping them see that business or being an entrepreneur, there is no one way, you know? Like, there is no mm-hmm. one way to web design. There is no one way to brand. There, It's how you want to create it. And I think that you allow them to see that they can really do and anyone can really do whatever they want to do. You just have to put your mind to it and make those small steps. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and that's 
what they learn and that's what they, what they learned with learning the languages and yes. just come back <laughs> to the beginning I think that's what they learn with with moving to other parts of the world it's you take the decision and we t- we took the decision to move to Spain and then we just took it really one little baby step at a time mm-hmm. and I think that's a really great way of going about that and honestly going about that with life as well yes and I think one of the really good things that'd be great for the, the listeners to know too is now that we've kind of talked about really most facets of your business and kind of what it's about, uh, what are your plans for it in the next, you know, this year, the next two years? Like what are your current, uh, what are you currently working on to kind of give the audience a little taste on what to look out for? Yes. What I'm, my husband has joined me in my business since we moved here to Spain and he has the development part and the code part and I have the creative part and the beauty part, yes. the design part. <laughs> and we are working on a WordPress template, Ooh. which is a, a template for websites. Mm-hmm. And now what I, the other thing that I'm exploring right now here is having retreats here locally in Ibiza with people that come here and we have our first later dismounts and I really look forward to that experience. I think that's beautiful and I think that it'd be great for anyone to look into that too and I'll leave all the links below in the show notes because I think that those retreats, those community aspects of it is what allows you to not feel so alone in, you know, the entrepreneur mind uh, in the entrepreneur lifestyle. Yes, totally. Totally, yes. And I love that you balance um, the creative part with you and then uh, the development side with your husband. So it allows for both sides to be to be worked on for your business. Yes, it actually works really good because he's like just the left brain and I'm the right brain and that <laughs> merges perfectly together. That is awesome. And you got, I think that uh, I, which I'm definitely going to check up on and see how the first one went for the retreat because I think it'll, it'll go really well for for anyone who's over there who's wanting to build that community. Yes, it, 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 and I'm looking so much forward because I'm, I'm speaking about that, even if it's booked out, yes. <laughs> but because, because I'm looking so much forward to it. And I just looked at the villa two days ago, so it's, it's a beautiful place. I love, I love this island, Ibiza. So oh, I'm so jealous, but I think it'll be, I think it'll be such a great, um, it'll be such a great time for you. And then for anyone who comes, because I know that you're going to hold a really good space for them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on this podcast. I think that everyone who will hear this is going to get a lot of good uh, information and maybe some good reminders, because I think a lot of stuff we talked about, people forget when they get really too caught up in the business is that they forget to balance that side of themselves for the the resting for sure I I myself forget yeah I have to go back to these things again and again so it's it's no different even after like five years and I, I also think there's just always a new level a new level but it's always similar stuff that you work through yes and I think the onion metaphor is a really good way of talking about it you can take away one layer at a time you know it's it's never gonna be you can't just hack straight into an onion or else you're physically gonna cry because that's what an onion does to you so I think I think that's a really great way of thinking about it but thank you so much Aos, for coming on I think this is a, a fantastic podcast I'm so happy that you were able to um to talk and to really uh share 
you and kind of like your life and your business and what you do because I, I think it's fantastic thank you thank you daniel for having me thank you and there you guys have it i will talk to you all in the next episode and yeah i hope you guys take some great takeaways from this because this is a really good one and i will see you guys all next week and recording thanks for listening to the female entrepreneur's journey with danielle clem if you like our show and want to know more check out the show notes to join in the insiders facebook group or please leave us a review on itunes join us next week for another dose of business branding and everything in between see you then